Ladies and gentlemen, welcome out, Mr. Jason B. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? Welcome back to another edition of Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Thank you, PDE Life in Alaska, for the intro. Definitely appreciate it. I'll use it over and over. What a great guy to great to create some great intros. Hit him up. Uh, he's got a podcast, Life in Alaska, PDE. Check him out. Um, I'm your host, Jason B. Good Vibes, uh, Broad Minds and More podcast. Welcome if you're a first-time listener. Uh, today's episode, uh, we're going to kind of go over your digital imprint, uh, the importance of your digital imprint. And we're also going to talk about um, the choices you're making for your children, um, a little bit about parenting. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to really call this a variety episode, but it's going to seem like one a little bit. So stay tuned and we're going to get right into the show. Okay, so it's the next day after. I made a great episode yesterday with Maria Humphreys. Uh, in an interview with her about meditation. Um, also, previously in the episode itself, we talked about fear and how fear is affecting all of us in different ways and, and what's doing to our society. So today, we're going to kind of further the subject along a little bit more, but we're going to talk about things that really have our finger on it, our thumb on it, our hand in it, whatever you want to call it. It's called our digital imprint. Um so I've been reviewing the privacy settings and uh, what I allow third parties to do in regards to my social media and even including on my anchor here at anchor.fm, the advertisers, the sponsorships. I don't really have a whole lot at this moment, but I'm always open to more. But I have to also be careful of who I associate my name, my reputation and my works towards. Uh, I was talking to Maria Humphreys on another day. We were saying that uh, she was telling me how um, someone from an outside source wanted to sample her works. And um, we were basically discussing how that that can be very sketchy, you know, when somebody uses your voice once you give them permission and what they can use it towards. So we're going to talk about our digital imprint in specific. So a digital imprint is your picture, your voice, your words, or anything that has to do with you personally on the World Wide Web. Um, I have Googled myself on Google, and I have found some things about me. Um, I can find things about my debts. I can find things about where I put my, my picture at, my social media, but I've also found individuals with the same name as me. And what does that really mean? I mean, it can be it can be a scary thing. And the news lately has obviously been talking about um, many different things about our digital imprint. Um, I was listening just this morning how they're um, how some kids are being coerced 
into giving up personal things, pictures, uh, they're being exploited. Um, and one of the many ways that they're exploited and you may not realize it is through their video game system. Now I've been a video gamer myself for quite some time and I'm very careful about my online play. I haven't mic'd up, so to speak, where people can hear my voice or given actually any words or input. I just play the game. I don't really care if I hear someone else's voice or not. I used to get engaged, but not anymore. So further than that along, a lot of people used a lot of digital imprints in a lot of different places from your phone, your tablet, your laptop, um, your interface time, uh, the LinkedIn's, the uh, Facebook's, Instagram's, TikTok's, whatever you call it, they can be good and they can be bad. But how far does it really go? Um, it goes pretty far, believe it or not. There's a lot of information about yourself, believe it or not. If you are, I would have to say, interfacing with some kind of digital format, whether it be if you're just seeking information on Pinterest, if you're just trying to Google a destination, you are leaving an imprint. You're leaving an IP address. Once you type one key or one click, you have initiated a digital imprint on where your attention is going. And from that one little imprint, you are going to be sent, if you have an email listed or anything, or uh, cookies, so to speak, that cookies are tracking for companies to see what you're interested in, where you've been, what you're looking at, so that they can sell you something or impress upon you or influence you in some way or fashion. It takes a great deal of responsibility, in my opinion, and especially with these growing times that we are becoming more dependent or interactive with our digital imprints on so many different forums. There are healthy times to leave your imprint, and then there's unhealthy times. So in my opinion, where do I draw the line? Well, that comes on to you, you know, yourself. Where I draw the line is how much time am I actually giving towards making an interface time with a subject matter in, on the World Wide Web? or even through Facebook, or even through Instagram, or, or Snapchat, or whatever. I make sure that I monitor the amount of time on my cell phone specifically. I have an Apple iPhone X, which allows me to view the interface time I have with my phone. And I've been one of those who always, or I have been complaining exactly about, why is my battery always being drained? Why is, why am I always getting sent these ads by just recognizing the words I just said, always, I have initiated in the world, a command. Therefore, my person is a magnet towards ads and other things, but it goes further along my action, my interface time. When I like something, when I don't like something, when I comment on someone, Someone is always watching, not just at the direct source, but third and fourth and fifth parties are looking at what you're doing. I feel like that's just a little bit too evasive, in my opinion. I feel that we have a responsibility to live our lives with always 
not always having to be interactive with a digital interface or leaving an impact on the world wide web of what I do, how I shop or what I think. This adds to an epidemic across the world as more and more people become interfaced with the digital world. So you could basically say that we're really living the matrix all in itself. And it was interesting when the matrix was made because it was like a concept that many of us didn't understand. And as we get more interactive with AI, robotics, digital imprints, so on and so forth, how true is it already? We're machines, just like what they depictate on the Matrix or even the Terminator, except in our vision in the movie, the Terminator, so to speak, we've created machinery that looks at the human species as evasive and a threat to the planet or a threat to the world or environment. So the machine is out to wipe out mankind. That's one of the great fears that is peddled along the world. But I'm here to say that the more propaganda and the fear that that propels people into, the more that it comes to be. Now, I'm not saying that the Terminator is actually going to come true, but I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that we're like Keanu Reeves, where we're plugged into a machine and everything is just feeding off the energy of our interactions. But if you really take a deeper look into that exact issue, are we not? Are we still plugged in? I like getting out in nature and I like dealing personally with people without my cell phone at times. I know that there are things within my cell phone that are listening to every bit of my conversation to figure out my persona, to figure out the direction I'm going to go, to figure out the kind of influential shopping that I might have been bestowed on me. It preys upon my wants and my desires. For example, I was looking for a brand new car recently, probably about three, four weeks ago. And I was talking about it, went to a dealership, you know, I turned down the deal and lo and behold, I would get at least, I would have to say 30 different ads every single day, all referring to car companies, ads, so on and so forth. That was a little alarming for me. And um, I, I just felt like, wow, that's, that's just a little bit too much. And I was conscious. And then I started noticing on television, there is a car sales ad. And every single commercial break of every television sitcom series, there is always probably, or I shouldn't say always, more than likely there is a Ford, Nissan, Toyota, uh, Chevy commercial at least three or four times within a three-minute commercial break. So these commercials are 30 seconds or maybe maybe more, maybe less. But the repetition of seeing them is actually an interface with our programming of our desires and our wants. Where do we draw the line? You draw the line simply by taking ownership of your interface time itself. There are times where I actually turn off my cell phone completely, all my electronic devices in my house, my laptop, my TV, my cable. I turn the power off on all of them specifically so that I am not receiving 
what do they call it? The pi the positive ionic bonds and rays that come from these devices. Now, what does all that mean? If you want to look it up, look up positive ions and how they affect the human body. Um, they're finding there are studies and scientists research out there that have explained that why many people are developing anxieties, depression, mental illness could be a strong influence from the digital interfacing that we do every day. Now, the digital interfacing started as early as radio and television before the actual internet um, society had begun or taken hold. Many people got their entertainment or their information through television or even newspapers. It's all an input to your program, your personal program, your thoughts, your feelings, your impressions, your belief systems. All this affects you in some way or fashion. More people are unsure of themselves, like I was talking about in my fear episode. More people are unsure of the direction in which they want to take. Now, there are other parts of this world that haven't gotten to the point that where we're at. They are still fixated on doing things manually, craftsmanship, and their interface time is at a very low. So many different nations and regions are, I would have to say, almost 20, 30 years behind of the progress that we've made negatively in where we're at here in the United States or even in Europe at times, um, Australia, Japan, Asiatic countries. More and more countries and more and more people are becoming digitally interfaced with what's going on. People are becoming emotionally unstable for the reactions of what they're giving to heinous acts and exposures. I was talking yesterday about shootings a little bit, and I heard it again this morning. More arrests were made on the apprehension and thought process of someone making a threat of shooting somebody or hurting people or stabbing people in some way or fashion. People are disturbed, and by people making Digital claims, whether it be on social media, like Facebook, Anchor, uh, any podcasting, um, Instagram, TikTok, more and more agencies are starting to listen to what people are saying, whether they're emotionally disturbed or not. That is a digital imprint. People are reviewing your materials. People are tracking and organizations are tracking what you exactly are doing. Now, should we be afraid? I don't know if really fear is the really the perspective that I would wish to propel, but I understand that it comes with consequence. So a lot of times, according to analytics, they a lot of organizations can predict the outcomes, incomes that you're going to make or not make or choices you're going to make according to the frequency of likes, dislikes, and interfaces in your digital imprint printed world. Some people believe that their, their limitations have already been set before them and then where are they going to have a place in the world? My opinion about that is you have a life. You It starts, it ends, and you have to understand it is an open door to you. It's just your choices. Making a choice according to assurances is what a lot of people do. But what about risk?
You ask somebody to go and start a business and depend solely on that business is a completely scary thing. But this has been done for eons, centuries, thousands of years, ever since man has been able to barter and trade. That too is, a, is an interface, whether it be digital or manual or what do they call it? analog, so to speak. If you're really thinking about it, take your time about the interfaces that you do with people, how you behave, how you treat others, how what kind of outcomes you would like to have in your financial portfolio, what you're going to be worth, where your direction is going. Do you want to be rich versus wealthy or do you want to be wealthy versus rich? Everything has a cause and effect, but where you put your time in is up to you. Well, this is the end of this specific part of this or this segment in the episode, and we're going to go on to our next issue. So I just wanted to give you guys something to think about. Okay, so we're back. This one is called uh, your digital babysitter and the dangers. So we were just talking about your our digital imprint upon um, the World Wide Web, how it reflects on you and so on and so forth, and the I, different ideas of what it takes place in the World Wide Web. But we're going to talk specifically to parents and children or to anyone who has, wants to listen to this. So a friend of mine yesterday was posting on their Snapchat exactly that she had taken away her phone, uh, her son's phone and taken away his PlayStation cords so that he can't play video games. And the reason why she took it away was because he wasn't doing his homework and is constantly blaming and making excuses why he, he is forgetful. I as a parent can totally identify exactly with that notion because ever since my daughter, I gave my daughter an iPad, then her iPad broke, and her mom gave her an iPod, an iPad, an iPhone. Um, ever since she's been reintroduced to the interfacing electronic devices for um, kids' use, um, it's be I've noticed my daughter becoming more anxious, more worried about her self-acceptance, more worried about her friends, who she's going to hang out with, so on and so forth. She's more worried about her position and stature of exactly who she is amongst her peers. Now, who's to say that none of us aren't worried about that in our adult years? Some, of, some people handle it in a different way. My personal opinion about how to raise a child and being careful with the exact devices that we give is what are we doing? Are we giving our kids devices so that they will be a, so to speak, digital babysitter so that we can go accomplish and work on the things and endeavors and the desires that we want. Like my friend, I was telling her, I was reading a book called Glow Kids and it's all about children being addicted and developing ADHD, anxiety, and other mental illnesses in relations to their interface time to their devices. I have seen it and I've done it. My one-year-old gets curious about my iPhone. She wants to see what's exactly going on. 
I have a personal lock code that my daughter can't get into my phone unless I unlock it. And I tell all my kids, you can't use my phone because my phone is mine. You have no business in it. So I've already created the, the, the line in the sand, so to speak, to where they can't interface with my device. But at the same time, what is my action in reflection doing it the same? Am I showing a habit, a program, something of acceptance that it's okay to look into something that is what, four inches long and two inches uh, wide and maybe a quarter inch thick? We're talking about a phone or maybe 16 inches by seven inches, which could be a tablet. What if it's a video game system? I am for one have feel that the video game culture has made a huge impact on our society. First person shooters are affecting our children and are affecting people that it's glamorized and maybe even martyrdom to go and kill. I think this is a big problem in perception. People thinking that it's okay to buy weapons and not thinking that there's going to be any ramifications. Now, the president not too long ago was saying that video games and first-person first shooter games were one of the many results or sources why people are becoming so violent. But that's escaping the effect of accountability and the story that we're telling people this is why people become so violent. No. It's one of the many elements and symptoms to our society of how we are allowing violence to be accepted. We're becoming numb. Like I was saying before in my digital imprint um, segment, what we interface with has a outcome, a result, an action, so on and so forth. If you really think about it, take your time and observe your kids on their devices. After, here's my suggestion, after letting watch them play for 45 minutes or 30 minutes, take the device away for no reason, just take it away and just saying to your kids, you need some time away from the screen. You need screen time, you need a screen time break. More than likely, in my experience, you will see some kind of emotional backlash from the children because you're detaching them from an interface interest source that they do not know how to put restrictions on themselves. Used to be that if a kid was bored or interested in something, he'd be bored with it and then want to go on to it after 10, 15 minutes. Kids want to go play and be you know, with each other, do things, you know, use imagination. Imagination now has become so restrictive and the creativity of people has been diminished because of the interface time. Our digital babysitters, our, we show programs and cartoons and different things to our children and just so that they'll calm down. I realize that what I've been doing with my family and allowing that. Now, at the time, my girlfriend would be telling me I'm not gonna let my child um, have too much interface. I'm gonna have her attached to me. But what I found out, even us parents, we get worn out on our 100% attention on our children. 
We resort to these devices because it simply says, I need a break, I need them to calm down. They may calm down for the moment, but they may ramp up for a longevity of a time. And that's my biggest concern. People, parents, adults, supervisors, um, legal guardians are not taking accountability on the interface time they allow these children to go into. If you don't want your kid to have digital bullying, so to speak, or virtual reality bullying from any different source, whether a kid at school who's on an interface such as Snapchat or TikTok, why are you allowing them access to the device? Why are you giving a device to a child to take part of your responsibility to teaching your kid creativity, responsibility, and accountability in itself? It's a big deal if you ask me. I think if we don't start taking control, you're gonna start seeing a society of people who do not know how to do anything unless they're told, and it's happening all over. People's values at work, personal integrity is not as important. Although it's peddled, it's said in many different influencers, be true to thyself, be own the job that you're in by feeling like you own the business. Yes, these things are being said, but they don't know the internal value because they don't have to go through the struggle. They're waiting. The people say the millennia or the millennial kids or generation is waiting on instruction. But are they really? Their interface time is a dependency, like a drug addiction. You take the device away and people feel helpless. I remember at a time, I'll give you an example, that remembering phone numbers was like a thing. Your memory was strong. The human capacity of being able to remember a number of sequences about such like a phone number for personal identification, whether it be friend, family, or business, or mom's work, was abundant. I still to this day can remember at least six different numbers to six different organizations or people or friends from back in the 80s still to this day. Now, I think that memory is a personal um, thing that you need to take ownership of and increasing the value with creativity and the brain functions that go along with that are gonna help determine your strength in your position of society. So what job you may be able to have now or later or develop your prosperity is all gonna be determined on the use of your brain functions, the use of your creative thought, your critical thinking, and your memory. We are dependent so much on these digital babysitters. Yes, we are, even as adults. We don't see limitation. We're not making that personal interface limitation a priority. Every day I cover my TV and I choose to shut my, my devices off, except for an alarm clock that I have next to my bed. It's just a plug-in, no radio, no nothing. It's not touching the net. It's just to wake me up in case I oversleep. I've taken that personal time to take walks, to identify people, look people in the eye, greet them, celebrate them, welcome them. In the experience of my interface time, of personal life. 
there's plenty of destinations that I wish to go upon and not make it a wish or a whim or visit it through a screen. There's sights and smells that the human experience really needs to thrive off of. Now, how far does that go when you have a digital babysitter, so to speak? How many people instantaneously touch their phones more than two or 300 times a day for a digital interface moment? I, I was surprised to look at the analytics of my own in within my own iPhone that I touched my phone 272 times yesterday, whether it be answering an email, answering a phone call, looking at Instagram, looking at Facebook, or looking at a product of interest. Scary. Now, how much have I counted on my personal interface times with people? I don't believe that it's less than my, um, my digital in imprint that I've made. Um, I personally greet people, shake their hands. Um, I like talking to people. I look at the smells, the sounds, and no matter where I'm in from anywhere, from when I, if I'm in Oakland or the Bay Area to Fresno, California, the Hills, Sacramento, anywhere in my region of the world in California, I always look to the different sites to build my memory and my experience of my life. If people you are not taking accord to what you are allowing or giving to your kids, even though you want them to have the best of what you didn't have, maybe what you didn't have to what they have now was better. I'm starting to notice the wealthy, the ultra rich are not allowing their children to be interactive with digital interfaces. My girl girlfriend was bringing up how that kids are only allowed to play with wooden toys, metal toys, building blocks, things like that. In their schools, they're not allowed any digital interface time. Now compare that to the rest of what's going on in education. I as I was talking to Maria Humphrey, she was telling me that her kids in high school in Southern California, science is now considered an elective and not a prerequisite but yet gender identification is more important than understanding biology, chemistry, geography, geometry, geology, you know, um, environmental science. People are becoming stupid, so to speak, or ignorant because they don't understand the elements and the things that take place in our world, our interface with our nature, how we, when we get in our cars, how we're making a human imprint on our environment, how our world is heating up, storms are becoming more abundant, so on and so forth. I was really interested in what she had to say yesterday when she was speaking exactly that. And people are becoming more and more unassured assured, and unaware of their imprints of themselves. They're easier to believe propaganda and ideas because of the digital babysitter our cell phones. Yes, our cell phones. Even by me making this episode on my cell phone now on anchor.fm, I am making a digital imprint. But my digital imprint, I wish to help benefit society and making the world a little better. And hopefully you listeners may have an accord that you want to deal with yourself. 
Maybe you haven't taken a walk in a park. Maybe you haven't been to a museum. Maybe there's a sight or a smell that you haven't heard or taken place in your life in such a long time. Have you smelled roses lately? Have you gone into a forest to smell the fresh air? Are you still stuck in the, what do they call it, the modern society jungle, concrete and metal and steel and sounds and machinery? Has it taken over your senses? Are you too busy trying to escape into another world so that you don't have to deal with the present tense of your problems? One of my problems has been procrastination like so many others, but in the last couple days, I've taken ownership in my own story of what I've been telling and what I've been doing. Started off with my morning of a good morning stretch, got my coffee, took a little bit of time, got on to my meditation, and here I am making a podcast. The next step is to really go forward with my work. I really do appreciate the work that I do, and I'm so grateful of the opportunities that it creates. In my work, I choose to make a personal interface time with people that are not just my bosses, but my coworkers. How I can improve myself while helping them improve. Looking at the greater picture. That's what we all really should be focusing on. People talk in politics, especially in the Republican movement, let's make America great. Again, America was never not great. It's just the attention and value that we're now putting on a different level of society. If our digital imprints don't say something about us, our digital babysitters are. Well, that's all the time I have for Good Vibes Adjacent B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. I hope you all have had a wonderful day. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. You can also find me, um, Good Vibes Jason B, on Twitter. And um, I've just now created a Facebook page specifically to the Good Vibes Adjacent B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. You can find me. Um, if you're listening to me on anywhere that podcasts can be heard, I appreciate you. If there's a rating system, such as like on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave me a rating. I believe you can do the same on Google Play and Spotify, Radio Public, Spreaker, Breaker, and so many other podcasts. Feel free. If you're a listener here on Anchor.fm, leave me an applaud. Let me know if you can agree with what I'm saying. Or if you'd like to leave a voicemail on your ideas about digital babysitters or digital imprint, I greatly appreciate you. Well, that's all the time I have. You all have a great day.